I want you to take your Bibles or your apps or whatever you read your Bible on. And today we're gonna be in Matthew chapter 28. Now, I get it, Matthew might be a little difficult to find. We've been talking about for a few weeks how this is not a book, this is a library that contains 66 books in it. And Matthew's just one of those 66 books. So how do you go go about finding the book of Matthew? Well, if you're in a physical Bible, I would always encourage you, just go to the table of contents. You're gonna find Matthew is in the big section called the New Testament. So table of contents, find the New Testament. Matthew's the first book in that section. So go to that page number. And then chapter 28 is at the very end of Matthew. So flip through till you get to chapter 28. Now, if you're in an app, just pull down the list of the books of the Bible and you'll find Matthew is about two thirds of the way down that list. So Matthew 28. Now, last week I talked about uh, I gave an illustration about if I sat in my garage and I rubbed oil, you know, motor oil on my joints and my head and I drank gasoline and I made vroom vroom sounds, does that make me a car? And, and of course it doesn't. The, the reality is that I'm not a car and, and me sitting in my garage and doing those things doesn't even make me close to a car. I'm a poor imitation of what a car truly is. And I made the, the connection there that sometimes we claim, we call ourselves followers of Jesus, but there are so many things that as followers many times we just don't do. Things that Jesus clearly calls us to go out and do. And one of those things is to share our faith with others, to, to serve others, to show them the love of Christ. And today I wanna focus on that for the next several weeks, actually. We're gonna be talking about sharing our faith. Um, Next week, uh, for example, uh, Dennis Peathers, who is an international evangelist, he trains and teaches people how to better share their faith. Um, He's gonna be with us and talking about that. And uh, then we'll have a few more weeks where we discuss what it looks like to tell others about the life-changing hope that can only be found in Jesus. Now, this has all been centered around our mission statement and our four core values. Our mission statement is what's on the wall behind me. We exist, First Scottsdale exists to lead every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus. And then our four core values are how we achieve that mission statement. So our four core values are believe. We have strong beliefs here at this church, but, but foundationally, in order to follow Jesus, it begins with believing in him, who he was, who he said he was, what he taught, what he did on that cross, how he rose from the grave. And so believing in Jesus is the foundation. It is the starting point to following Jesus. The, the next core value is connect. Uh, when we follow Jesus, we connect with God. We connect with the church family and we connect to our community. Uh, Connection is such a vital part of who we are as followers of Jesus. We are not designed to live out our faith, to follow Jesus in isolation. We're called, we're commanded to be connected to God, to the church, and to the community around us, serving all of those. Then our third core value is grow. And grow goes back to when we're following Jesus, when we're connected to God and to the church and to the community, then we're going to be in a continual process of becoming more and more like Jesus. It's what the Bible calls sanctification. We're we're constantly being sanctified. We're growing. 
But the hard part in that is that growth equals change. That means that we should always be changing to be more like Jesus, having our ideas uh, challenged, having our maturity grown and and stretched, uh, being put out of our comfort zone and placed into situations where, where we're pushed to do more for Jesus because of our love for him. Then our fourth core value is serve. Every single follower of Jesus is called to serve God, to serve the church and serve their local community. And I've challenged, and I wanna continue to challenge you and ask the question, how are you serving God, the church and the community? Uh, You know, there's last week I, I unpacked many ways that you as a follower of Jesus, even someone online, could be connected, could grow, could, could serve God and the church and the community. And if you've not stepped up and maybe reached out to us to see what opportunities there might be to serve in our online com- community, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, go down into the post of this section. There's a, a place, uh, one, of the, one of the links that's there is to, goes, takes you to the contact us page of our website. I would encourage you, click on that link, fill that little form out that's on our contact us page and just say, I'm online, this is where I'm at, this is my setting and I would love to serve, but what ways can I serve? Just give us the opportunity to speak into that. So. Our mission statement, our four core values, that's what we've been focusing, focusing on for the last few weeks. But today, we're gonna focus specifically on going out and sharing our faith in Jesus. That's a key point of serving. That is a key command in scripture to go out and tell others. And we're gonna read that right now. So take your Bibles or your apps. Turn with me to that passage I, I told you to turn to, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, we're gonna start in uh, verse 16. So this is uh, at the end of Jesus's time here on earth. He has uh, lived, he has taught, he's died on a cross, he's rose from, risen from the grave, and he's been appearing to his followers here and there and, and sharing things with them, encouraging them, proving that he's alive, that he is God's one and only son, the son of God. And he gives this last statement before he ascends into heaven. So Matthew 28, starting in verse 16, it says this. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, so go therefore, he's basically saying because of my authority, because all authority has been given to me, go therefore, verse 19, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." This is Jesus clearly giving us a command to go and do something, to go and what he says, make disciples. Now, now what is a disciple? 
What does Jesus mean by the term disciple? It's, disciple is a, mostly used in religious circles. It's not a, a word that's commonly used outside of a religious setting, but, but disciple is a Greek word that has been transliterated. In other words, for the Greek letters, we've assigned an English letter and created a new English word. And disciple simply is someone who is a follower, a student of someone else. And so when Jesus says, go and make disciples, he's basically saying, go out, go and create, go and make people who, to be followers for me. In other words, Jesus is telling us, like what that statement says, we are called to lead others to become disciples, to lead others to the life-changing hope that can only be found in Jesus and let me be very clear for just a moment. There are people everywhere who do not know Jesus. Let me say that again, because I want this to sink in. You know, I don't know what your, your specific setting is, but you, I guarantee, you have people in your life who do not know Jesus. There are people everywhere who do not know him. Maybe they don't have an intellectual understanding. Maybe they've never been exposed to Jesus, who he is, what the Bible says about him. Maybe they grew up in church, but they had a terrible experience. Maybe they even got hurt by the church. And guys, that happens all the time. Uh, but maybe they've had this terrible experience with church. And because of that terrible experience, they have they've basically said no to Jesus because of the hurt caused by the people who claim to follow him. You know, maybe there are people who grew up in a, a religious setting that didn't teach them the truth. Maybe they were in a, a bad uh, church that didn't teach good theology, good beliefs about God. Maybe they were in uh, something that was just completely wrong, like Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, but, but there are people around you who maybe grew up in a religious context, but it was the wrong religious context. Maybe it was a completely different religion altogether, Buddhism or Hinduism uh, or, or, or uh, Islam, who knows what it may be. But there are people all around you, people everywhere who do not know Jesus for, for a wide variety of reasons. Again, some have not been exposed to him. Some have been and they've had bad experience. Maybe they've been exposed to him, but, but the exposure was, was bad teaching or wrong teaching. So let me give you an example. I'm standing right now uh, on the campus of our church and our church is located uh, like central Scottsdale. And if I was to do a radial survey, a radius survey of the area around this church, there are around 300,000 people living within a five mile radius of this building that I'm standing in right now. And the vast majority of those 300,000 do not attend church, do not believe in Jesus. And ultimately, their eternity is not destined for a place of promise and of hope and of perfection and joy and peace. 
their eternity is heading, is taking them to a place of eternal punishment and eternal death. And I don't want that for the people that are around me. I want them to know Jesus as their savior, to believe in him and to have their life transformed by him. I don't want people to suffer eternal punishment. I want people to know Jesus and instead of that eternal punishment to instead receive eternal life in Jesus. And again, the only way that that can happen is through belief in him. So how do I do that? Well, let me just say this before I go any further. Maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you're watching and, and maybe you're one of those people who does not believe in Jesus. Maybe you're curious. Maybe you wanna know more. Maybe you've got questions about this whole Jesus thing. I would love to talk to you about that. I would love to answer any question that you may have about Jesus, uh, about who he is, what he did, why he died on a cross, what that means, how you can believe in him. I would be happy to answer any questions, any doubts that you may have about Jesus. And I would encourage you to reach out to us. But let me say this, Jesus was and is God's one and only son. He is the son of God. And he came to this planet, he came to earth as a human. He, he was tempted, yet did not sin even once. He went through all the junk that we go through as humans. And not only that, at the end of his life, he was falsely accused and condemned to die on a cross. He died on a cross, but there was a plan and a purpose in that. His death on that cross, in doing so, he paid the price for your sins and my sins. Basically, what this is, is we are all sinners and our sin is what condemns us to that eternal punishment and eternal death that I was talking about a moment earlier. This eternal death is the destination of all who do not believe in Jesus and what he did for them. So when he died on that cross, he paid the price, he paid the debt that, that sends us to that eternal punishment. And instead, if you believe in him, you can be rescued from that eternal punishment and instead receive eternal life. So he dies on this cross and three days later, he rises from the grave in victory, proving that he's the son of God, declaring victory over sin and death. And please hear me, he did that for you. He loves you so much that he died for you so that you could be rescued from your sins. And if you wanna know more, please, I want you to reach out to us. Go to the contact us page of our website, please, and, and reach out. I would love to talk to you and answer any questions, any doubts that you may have about Jesus and, and, and help you understand what a journey with Jesus looks like, what believing in him actually means. And so please don't hesitate to reach out. But let me come back around. I said that there are people everywhere who do not know Jesus. So, so what are some things that you can do to lead others to this life-changing hope in Jesus? Well, there are many things you can do, uh, but let me begin with something simple. I would say just start with one person. 
maybe one or two people, just people, maybe they're neighbors, or maybe they're someone that you work out with, or, or maybe they're a coworker or a family member. I don't know who it is, but someone that you're around, that, that you're, you're in connection with. Maybe you have a friendship and you talk with them on a regular basis. Start with something simple, one or two people that you are gonna make a commitment to be intentional with living a lifestyle of evangelism in their life, that you're speaking into their life, you're, you're, you're intentionally building a relationship with them, you're, you're serving them and helping them, and you're looking for opportunities to show them what Jesus has done in your life, to, to share how Jesus has rescued you from your sins and how he can rescue them from their sins. Uh, and then I would look for those opportunities and, and then take it a step further uh, and connect them uh, to someone that can walk with the two of you. Maybe it's inviting them to church or to uh, an event where they're going to hear the gospel clearly spoken. Um, you know, maybe it's a Sunday. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you intentionally build a relationship over the coming months and look for an opportunity to invite them to something around Christmas. I don't know what it is for your setting and that specific relationship, but start with something simple and achievable and invite them. Come to, uh, invite them to come experience and hear who Jesus is. Let, let me give you an interesting statistic. 82%, that's around eight out of 10 people uh, of unchurched people say that they would come to church if they were invited. Uh, let me say that again. Eight out of 10 people say, eight out of 10 people who do not believe in Jesus, who do not attend a church, they say they would go to church if they were invited by someone they knew. That's, that's significant. There are people who are interested in Jesus. Maybe they're curious, but they don't even know where to start. Maybe the starting point for them is you, is your life, is the connection that you have with them. Maybe that's what Jesus is doing to lead them to the life-changing hope of Jesus. Jesus clearly states in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples. Go out and lead people to be followers of Jesus. So what are you doing to lead someone to Jesus? What is that intentional relationship that you're gonna pour into, you're gonna feed into, you're gonna pray about, and ultimately, hopefully, be able to share the life-changing hope of Jesus with? Let's go to the Lord right now and let's ask him to help us know who that purpose is, person is, and to help us to see the opportunities we have to share Jesus and to have the courage and the strength and the words to share Jesus. And we're gonna keep talking about this over the next few weeks. Join me in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for this opportunity to be here, to hear your words spoken. And Lord, we pray right now that you would help us to understand who it is in our life that you may be calling us to intentionally invest in, that, that we would look for opportunities to share the life-changing hope of Jesus with them. 
And not only that, maybe invite them to church, maybe invite them to a group, maybe invite them to experience the family of God. Help us when those opportunities arise. Help us to have the courage to speak up, the strength to say something, and give us the words through your Holy Spirit to speak the gospel into the life of the people that are around us. So help us, Lord, today. We thank you, and we pray all of this in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. Amen.